Word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes red. Like, <laughs> I'm mad disoriented, man. I'm just hella disoriented. I don't even know what day it is anymore. I'm just fucked up over here. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought somebody's breaking into the crib or something. <laughs> well, like, what? Where am I? What's going on? What day is it? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, so embarrassing. I guess he knows it's bound to happen sooner or later. Hey, hey. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. What time I, you wake up this morning? Seven, uh, okay. which is not normal. Uh, I've been up since seven, just mashing. Yeah. Like, I woke up at seven and started uh, editing the book. I was having a real productive day, too. Uh, I think that's mo- that's what it you is. Didn't take a, you didn't get your nap in. No naps. No nap. No, I just been powering through everything, just cooking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hit that wall. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, so I was I fell asleep, y'all. I was supposed to be, you know, logic text me like, yo, I'm on the way. He's only like fifteen minutes away. <laughs> yeah. He works like probably five miles from here, Max. Yeah. He texts me like, I'm on the way. I was like, cool. Proceed to fall asleep. <laughs> Deep sleep. Deep sleep, bruh. I was King Tut mummy sleep. Like yeah. w- <laughs> You did say it was your superpower, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Falling asleep, hella easy. And I remember I was sitting there on the bed. I remember I was like, I was not asleep before you texted me, though. Oh, so you were woke before until you texted me. Right. I remember texting you back, cool, uh, putting the phone on my chest, uh, and I don't remember nothing else. <laughs> Until you, you know, you was banging on my door. I'm like, you just called a couple times. I hear the phone ring. I hear shit. That's funny. I woke up discombobulated than a motherfucker, man. Funny, funny. funny. Oh, but you know, we here. Yeah. <laughs> Super duty. <laughs> the most infamous podcast, you know, we be powering through all kind of random ass shit, man. So, uh, you know, I was still on my job mm-hmm. as we talked about, you know, everything is connected. Right. Set up. Know, set up. You know, the lights and the cameras and the audio. All right. So, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. I just I just didn't cross the finish line with it. Nah. I just fell asleep. Right. <laughs> right as I walked up to the finish line. That's great. <laughs> How you doing today, though, man? I'm good, man. You got a name tag and everything going. Look hey, at my man's over there. You know, trying to, mm. trying, you know, coming from the jobby job. Mm. Actually, let me take this damn thing off. Oh, you can rock it. You know, can't nobody see Well, now they can see it, but you know. Sheesh. <laughs> it's kind of constricting. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, um, yeah, I, um, I started a new regimen this week. So, I got, got me a new schedule is together. It, is it a new old regimen? Is it a new, new regimen? No, new, new regimen. Like, I'm, okay. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah, fucking new. Yeah, I get up at 5 a.m. I read the Bible, pray, go work out. Okay, that's a new regimen. Go to work. What time do you go to? Got to be at work. I got to be at work at 8. Okay, so you leave what seven or something? Seven thirty? Well, I leave from the crib to go work out at six. Okay, and then I leave and from then. Yep. So yeah, that's early, man. Yeah. So I'm I've been shit. I'm one weekend trying to. As you see, I can't stay awake. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I see. This I is see. the first time I've woke up at seven thirty in yeah, months. Yeah. At seven o'clock, I remember I was in bed like this is awesome. I mm. woke up at seven like, cool. I'm just gonna wake up and get to work. Yeah, just get work done. <sighs> Yeah, paying for it on the back end, bro. Hey, hey, but it's all good though. You was productive. <laughs> Yo, my phone just flew across the room though. <laughs> that was the funniest part. I couldn't even tell. I couldn't track it. I just heard it. Like <laughs> I was about to be like, <gasps> the phone was like. <gasps> 
I couldn't see because my shit was all misty. I'm like, where the fucking phone go? But then I'm like, oh, you had the door. You had to hustle. <laughs> I run to the door, go to the wrong door, I go to the side door. You, went to the side. you never come in the I side never, door. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Bruh. Disoriented, dog. Bruh, I was discombobulated, man. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> then I let you win. I'm just mad confused. <laughs> what you doing here? <laughs> you ain't called you. You could have called. Yeah, you could have called. You just show up. <laughs> the funny shit is I was mad disoriented. It's been literally only 15 minutes went by. <laughs> It was like less than 15 minutes time. I just it was like I've traveled through space or some shit. I feel like I got yeah, cryogenically man. froze and woke up in a new uh, year. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like some Buck Rogers shit. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> this earth? <laughs> this ain't how it looked last time I was on this motherfucker. Ah, huh. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, thankfully, before I fell asleep, I had to fly topic lined up. <laughs> Could we really be in trouble? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So this week, man, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, getting jerked. Uh, how to get jerked. Mm, how to get jerked? How to get jerked. You know, oh, every things that you do. Things that you can do to get jerked, uh-huh. to ensure you get jerked. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone has been jerked, you know, oh, yeah. or fleeced uh-huh. or whatever you or got got gaffled yeah you know what i'm saying uh everyone has been been had so you know this episode you know we got like 10 ways to get jerked how to get jerked yeah how to make sure a motherfucker pulls the wool over your eyes we have experience yeah and uh you know this is not gonna tell you everything you need to do to be a professional at the at the uh you know negotiating table but this is just like hey if you do one of these 10 things every time you uh deal with any situation you'll probably get jerked yeah you'll probably be regretting it Mm. and so uh you know it doesn't always happen but these 10 things are pretty much will ensure that you get <laughs> guaranteed yeah guaranteed you get scroped you know so how to get scroped mm-hmm. and um yeah that's it we're, we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be right back where we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come closer i can hear it inside their tone they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Yeah, 2019, 20 grind team. Grind team. We are back. That was an extended break because, you know... <laughs> I wasn't adequately prepared. Right, right, right. For the podcast. Right. So yeah, we back, man. We talking about how to get 
jerked how to ensure yes to ensure you get jerked you know there's a lot of unscrupulous people out here many some you know some who are you know very open about their unscrupulous ways some who are very covert Mm -hmm. all types young old black white Mm -hmm. skinny fat (laughs) tall short (laughs) they come in all shapes and sizes and you know they will jerk you but the reason we titled this how to get jerked is because artists rarely view it as their responsibility to not get jerked yes yeah they think getting jerked is a one-way street like they did this to me yeah they're picking on me and you know this this topic i I was thinking about it just in relation to that there was something i retweeted from um meek mill Mm. this week where he was talking about record labels should let us have our masters right put that in your contract <laughs> that that should be at the negotiating table yeah he's come like on, five albums deep six yeah, albums bro, deep come on now now he wants to talk about it this is this is why i don't understand why cats do that to themselves and then you you selling millions if not hundreds of thousands of records why not go independent so you can own your stuff thank you people already know your name yeah if it if it take us three grand to put a record out right Imagine what Meek Mill could do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, he could probably on, get bruh. a lot of bang for his buck for three thirty thousand. Right. What he come could on, do. dog. Forty thousand. He could probably, you know, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand these fools. But yeah, you know, it made me think about the conversation about artists getting jerked and how a lot of times we don't really take uh responsibility for it. Mad victims out here. Right. Mad right. Victimhood. Right. Like we gotta own this shit. So, uh, you know, how to get jerked? We gonna start this off properly with number one. Mm. Um, the number one way to get jerked is to be desperate to be desperate no one gets taken advantage more than someone who wants so badly mm-hmm. to sign something or mm-hmm. to be in business with someone that they will almost do anything for it been there been it right like <laughs> you start looking at this thing like I just want that. Mm-hmm. You stop when you start looking at it like I just want this thing, this status. I want to be signed. You mm-hmm. know, in our case, we're artists. Um, I just want to work there. Right. I just want to work with that person. Mm-hmm. When you start putting these thoughts in your head, they're desperate thoughts. They're compromising thoughts that you could actually achieve them, but you will actually compromise yourself more. By achieving them because you're so busy trying to get signed to get that job, to work with that person, to do that deal that you pay no attention to the deal itself and whether the deal itself actually satisfied your long term objectives. Right. It's true. It's true. I've been, I mean, man, I mean, been there. Yes. You know, like wanting to get signed before. And just wanting to get signed. I remember this. Just wanting to get signed. That's it. Just, just that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to put things in order so I could get labels interested enough so I could get signed. And I got signed. Yes. Bad move. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Very bad move. A lot of things could have been very different financially. Yes. You know, masters wise. Oh, yes. Things of that nature. Yes. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. I remember that. I remember you being like, yo, I just want to get. I just want the record signed. I just need a label for this record. Yeah. And I was just like, yo. Yeah, especially like looking <sighs> back on it, I did all the I did all the legwork. You did all the heavy lifting for them. All of it. 
And then you took all of that and just gave it to someone. You were literally at the finish line. I was. Ready to cash out pretty yep. big. And then you gave it to someone else because in your mind, you didn't think that you could do the record justice. Right. Right. You'd be like, you know what, man? I'm just, it's just me, man. It's just me. You know, I'm just packaging these orders. That's a lot of work. But man, little did you know mm-hmm. that the person that you gave it to was mm-hmm. going to do less than you. Right. And people don't assume that when they're negotiating. They mm-hmm. think that, well, this situation, because everyone else wants it, because it seems to be like a higher status thing, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get in that situation. And this is what sets the table for you to get jerked. Yes. Desperation. Desperation. People, labels, women, mm-hmm. everyone can smell desperation from a mile away. Yeah. They may not act like it, but the people who are in these positions who have the things, they're going to hit you with some deals that are kind of shaky sometimes. Yeah. And desperation makes you short sighted. Yeah. You have no long term vision when you're desperate. Yeah. Because you just, just like, you just want to achieve what you want to achieve. And there's no plan after that. Yep. So yeah. right now, that's right. it. That's all you're thinking about. Yeah. So uh, that's the number one way to get jerked. Be yeah. desperate. Yeah. OK. Number two. And this one is, uh, you know, kind of goes along the same lines, but uh, we'll get into this. The number two way to get jerked is to assume the opposite party has your best interest in mind. Never is the case. (laughs) Never is the case. They just want to make money. Right. How can they exploit you? That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's you, your album, your energy, whatever, your, your platform. Yeah. That person who you're attempting to do business with or you want to do business with is ultimately thinking about the payoff. Mm-hmm. How do I extract the value from what he's bringing to the table, yeah. right? And if you're sitting there assuming that they're going to put that as their number one priority, but also your priority is number one, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. Everything that you want will ultimately become secondary to their primary objective. And it doesn't make sense, especially when you're dealing with a label that has multiple artists, or if you're dealing with a book company <clears throat> that has multiple the authors or Correct. whatever, you know, like it's no possible way unless you are their top seller, right? That they are going to put make you a priority more totally. than you'll make yourself one. Yeah, I told I'll give you an example of this one time. I had this uh, what record was it? it was the Blueprint Who record? Mm-hmm. I remember I did the Blueprint Who EP, and at the time it was coming out right before. Um, Adventures in Counterculture. It okay. came out around 2010. And so this was when people were starting to get heavy into free digital downloads, downloads in exchange for email addresses. Mm-hmm. And I saw the whole wave and I was like, I'm going to use this for that. And I remember talking to Rhyme Stairs about it. Like, look, I want to use this for that. But if you guys want to use it, then, you know, to promote the record, because they're like, hey, we'd like to give it away too on our site. But then the discussion started about, okay, well, who gets the email addresses? Ups, right? Because right. they're going to do a download on their website, yeah. and I'm going to do one on mine. Do I just send all of my people to their website, and they get all the email addresses, right. and then I have to get them back from them? Hey, send me those email addresses you collected over the lifestyle of this product, or do they get the email addresses from me? Mm-hmm. Right? Like right. it gets into this thing where what's in their best interest is not necessarily what's in my best interest. Yeah, and vice versa. And vice versa, yeah. right? So like me getting those email addresses is not in the best interest of them allowing me to use their platform right. to promote it, right? And vice versa. So it's tricky, but that's a good example of how your agenda 
is not the same as the agenda of the people you're going into business with all the time and how assuming so ultimately for that project, I was just like, well, forget it. I'll just keep it yeah. and do it on my site. And I ended up, you know, getting all the email addresses, which and it all worked out. Right. But it was something that really made me think, oh, man, like this could go any number of ways simply because everyone has something different they want out of this. Mm -hmm. Like they want traffic to their to their web store. They want the email addresses for for doing that. Mm -hmm. I want, uh, you know, people to download it and I want email addresses for doing that and we're kind of caught in the middle of this. Mm -hmm. How do we do it? So ultimately I ended up keeping them, but every time you negotiate with somebody, the one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to assume that their side of the table wants the same thing that you want. Yeah. And as we were talking about with that example, sometimes both parties want the complete opposite. Oh yeah. Like it gets worse yeah. <laughs> than like- It can get bad. It can get really bad. So like my example was a small little thing. Mm -hmm. Who keeps the email addresses? We both agree that this is a great project. It should come right. out. We can promote right. your record, blah, blah, blah. It's cool. They're like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, you can just promote on your, okay, cool. But okay, what if people want the opposite? Mm -hmm. What if they want to sell it and I don't? Or what if- Right, right. Right? Like you can have these situations with people where both people interested in the same deal but want to get completely opposite things out of it. And those are the situations in which if you assume that their side is to look out for yours or their interest is the same as yours, you will get jerked every fucking time. Yeah, because it's never it never equals out because unless like it's different because we made some we made things together. Yes. So our agenda and our goal at the end was the same when you're just coming into business with someone and it's your own art or it's your own product or whatever it is, you have to already have an agenda set out and not let anyone else dictate how you do what you want to do with whatever you, you have. Exactly. Jeez. And, um, I mean, and you got to go like, nobody's going to have as much passion. Nobody's going to be able to fulfill your goal better than you can that's a fact and you know the example that i cited at the beginning of this episode with the meek mill album and him wanting to own his masters mm -hmm. and taking the twitter to like shame them and say oh if you guys keep our masters and you're going to be known as the slave owners and i'm like why well, are you comparing this to slavery nah come on bro you made more money in off of one record than all of our ancestors did in 400 <laughs> years combined yeah what yeah. are you talking about Come on, bro. you're a fucking millionaire just saying yeah. you can't comp compare them to to slave owners just because it's called a master you know what i'm saying yeah. recording like yeah. no bruh and you made the choice to sign that contract you made the choice they didn't make the choice to get on that boat no they didn't very different <laughs> no 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 very very no, they different. woke up one day like hey you're going with me what the fuck oh shit <laughs> exactly you know they didn't get a choice and uh he feels like his agenda like their best interest would be to allow the the artist to own their master recordings regardless of what their deal says because then he would have more control over his is is shit right and he'd make more money and all this shit but why would they pay you all this money up front put all this money in promotion that comes with the expectation that they're going to own that thing for a long fucking time if not forever yeah and you knew that. Come on, bro. So now you want to shame them into into not owning it now, to giving it back to you 
because our ancestors was enslaved. Nah, you signed up. This is business. Yeah, this is business. That, you signed a deal. You signed a deal knowingly. Like, and you, you look, you're you've been made a rich man. Yes. Let's not pretend Meek Mill is out here on a on a fucking street corner rapping in ciphers anymore. Yes, this is true. <laughs> you know, he's not. Um, and so yeah, like he's assuming that their interests are the same as his. No, he's. I don't think he's assuming that. I think he's trying. Well, to, he wants them. He wants them to <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, he wants them to be. Yeah, he knows they're not <laughs> right. But the thing is, he knew they weren't when he first got into the game. Exactly. This ain't nothing new. Yeah. You act like people been owning their masters, and all of a sudden you come and now the record label want to own your masters. Come like, on now. Come on now. Like you understand how the people that own their masters, even back in the day, the James Browns, the Ray Charles, yeah. you know what they had to do. Yeah. In order, you know what they had to build in order to get to that point. Exactly. The things that they had to do and they were willing to walk away from things in order to maintain that integrity with their catalogs. Yeah. I mean, look at Nipsey Hussle. Exactly. Same He's a thing. guy who owns his masters. Yeah. He's been, but you look at all the years, how slow he had to build his thing. Right. To get to this point right now, eight, nine mixtapes, you know what I mean? Building it up slowly to finally partnering with a, a, uh, uh, I think it's Atlantic Records mm-hmm. to release his debut album and it did really well mm-hmm. but look at how long he built that up over the last 10 years and and the sacrifices he had to make because he didn't want to give that away where mm-hmm. someone like you know Meek says I need the deal right now I want to blow as soon as possible so give me the advance and just blow this thing up and now he's turning around he's got some buyer's remorse that desperation yeah and like, no long term uh, goals that was more important than i thought it was Mm -hmm. you know because the people who built unlike him like the guys like nipsey hustle while you know they're out there buying goddamn shopping malls and shit now and Mm -hmm. really investing in their business at a different level because they're making more money Mm -hmm. you know but they don't tell tell you that up front no you know and so uh that's number two yes okay we'll do number three we're going in yeah this is this is a real one the number three way to get jerked is to not read the fine print. That, I mean, come on now. How how long? How long have we heard this? <laughs> Forever. Like dog. Like any record label from back when they was recording, like straight to the record. It's always been make sure you read your contract. Yeah, read your contract. Industry rule number, number four thousand and eighty. Read your contract, <laughs> dog. <laughs> Come on now, people are shady. It's true. It's true. But you know, every year it seems like this becomes a new conversation amongst newer artists who uh, either maybe didn't have bad representation or were, as we said in number one, so desperate to sign the deal it didn't care they didn't care like there was an interview snippet that was posted maybe a week ago you might have saw it It was that guy named blueface and he was on um the the breakfast club no nah. and they were they were there was a moment in this clip they it's it was all over twitter where they were like yeah so who are you signed to what's mm-hmm. your what's your official being signed to and he was like I don't really know. Like, I think I'm I'm signed to this guy. And they were like, but isn't that guy signed to this guy and this thing? And he was like, man, I don't even know. They just gave me the paperwork and I just signed it. And they were like, well, did you did you read? And he was like, nah, I ain't even sweated. You got to talk to my manager about that. Wow. Yeah. Didn't see that. He, this this young man is probably signed to a label that signed to two other deals. Yeah. You know, before he even gets a dime. But he doesn't even know. They probably gave him $20,000, $30,000. Right. You thought he was caked up. Oh, I'm rich. Yeah. Spent it all on <laughs> on necklace and a car. Uh, yeah. You got, you got a bunch of gear, some shoes, a car. 
he hood rich mm-hmm. and now they putting the screws in him because he doesn't know and he didn't read the fine print uh and this just happens in every realm from you know and me just being a guy who's you know dabbled in a real estate thing mm-hmm. i had a situation where this happened to me you know like the, i think i told you about uh a prop my first property i had oh yeah where i was getting this lady to another real estate investor we were doing a deal for them to kind of take it over and the first contract i had you know we downloaded it off the net mm-hmm. it was a really old ohio contract like 85 84 wow type contract it was a standard back then mm-hmm. but it was missing some very important things. <laughs> very important details yes very important and to say the least she exploited those missing details mm. to her fullest mm. some of those missing details had to deal with breaching the contract yeah so if you don't have clearly defined how someone can breach a contract or super defined like oh yeah if you're late this contract is breached okay what does late mean right does this mean one one day yeah, one day five a days month. a month two years 90 days <laughs> What is right? Like there was no stipulations in there for the like the process through which I notify her mm-hmm. to inform her she's late. The whole thing. Right. And at the time, I didn't know any better because I was tired of having that property. Yeah. So you just like get it away. Yeah. Desperate. I was like, oh, I'm so yeah. desperate because mm-hmm. the, the mortgage was underwater. I didn't want to deal with it, and I just wanted to get back to doing other shit. So I just signed it, mm-hmm. and uh, that cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know. The, it probably would have cost me about fifteen hundred dollars, thousand dollars to get that contract looked at. It cost me about ten over ten thousand dollars to to fix that in the court system. Wow. Yeah. That's real. Did not read the fine print. Real paper. Yes. I'm feeling that. <laughs> like that's not I can't I'm not I don't have money to where I don't feel ten thousand dollars. Oh, right. You know, and it was like thousand dollar retainers at a time mm. so they just keep hitting you boom thousand dollars like mm. the two lawyers i had one of them was like um the my main lawyer was 235 an hour and then her boss was 350 an hour wow yeah they were the number one rated real estate uh firm in columbus Bank. but yes bank you gonna pay for that <laughs> hell yeah you're gonna pay for that hell and, yeah uh, i would look at like the invoices where they would charge me and it would just be him reviewing some shit that she did for like five minutes right and it'd be like 150 dollars, and i'm like yo <laughs> teardrop yeah i'm crying over here come <laughs> on man why does he have to look at that right why right can't Don't you put that on his desk <laughs> come on you know how much this motherfucker costs <laughs> It's another $350 just for him to co-sign this shit that you did. Come on, man. Don't do me like this. Oh. I was looking at the invoices just ready to cry. <laughs> That's great. But all because I didn't read the fine print, man. Yeah, man. It's really important. Yeah. You know, I had a one-page contract. Oh, no. This is... this. You know something's wrong. Oh, I, I know that. And I don't have no real estate. <sighs> and I already know. One-page contract. I'm thinking, know. you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I didn't see anything that looked bad in it. Right. But it wasn't what was in it. It was what was not in it. Right. It should have been at least four pages. Oh, come on, man. The one that we ended up doing in the end is like 20 pages. <laughs> 20 pages. Like, From one to 20. Come on. It's so, the new contract was so bulletproof. It's so detailed. No one can escape that. Wow. And as a result of having to go through that process and take it court and get the lawyers and go through all of that. I got a new contract that's bulletproof, but man, oh man. You pay for it, though. I pay for it. Mm. Now, imagine that 
multiplied by what these guys on record deals are dealing oh, with. God. The amount of money that the average platinum or gold artist is generating and how that that mistake is killing them tens of thousands at a time, mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds of millions, maybe tens of millions at a time. Oh, yeah. You don't really know these things where you leave that shit out and you don't have somebody go over that with a fine tooth comb. It's going to cost you, man. Yeah. So that's number three way to get jerked. Yes, and sir. Uh, we'll take a break. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book back in stock. Word is blog back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock. You can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. So you're like, oh, oh, this is this is what you give. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's sign this. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It was a whole different world. Right. You're like, like, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, I'll sign that. Sure. Yeah. I knew. I knew it was real when uh, she got like the thing with my lawyer's names on it, and she started running, started hiding and shit. I was like, oh, mm. this is what that three fifty an hour. <laughs> right. Fear. Yeah. Fear. <laughs> People will literally run for two weeks from, right. from the, 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 the summonses and shit. Yeah. Like she was on the run, like she was like funny. a fugitive and shit. That's hilarious. And uh, she they, knew what it was. She knew what it was. We got in court as soon as we got there because really they tried to settle out of court like the the weekend before. They were mm-hmm. like they called us like Friday like hey they want to settle and you know my lawyer called me and she's like yeah they 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 don't want to go to court they just want to try to settle and I was like nope. <laughs> They was like, why don't you want to settle? I said, look, I may eventually settle, but I said, but we're going in the court. Oh, she going to feel it. She going to show up that yeah. day because if you put me through all of this, I got to make you at least go in court before I settle with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, if we get there, we settle, that's cool. I said, but uh, so I was like, tell them absolutely not. I said, she can't offer me nothing that I can't get through a court of law. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> so many bars. I said, tell her that. So many bars. <laughs> And uh, we went there and uh, ended up settling. Like, as mm-hmm. soon as we got there, her lawyer was like, hey, can I speak to you in the hallway? <laughs> so many bars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're going to want to I'll be right back out. <laughs> lawyer went out the hallway. Okay, this is what they're offering. I'm going to come outside. We were in there watching another court case waiting on ours. Mm-hmm. And um, settled it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just pretty much like, look, it's got to be our contract. It's going to be our terms. It's going to be, you're going to pay this. You know, da, 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 da. And it's going to be, blah, blah, blah. and at the end of this many years, it's going to be laid out. We, like, we put them in a contract that's so bulletproof, man. Like, I sleep like a baby at night. Like, she calls, she be so on time. She be so panicking when she late. <laughs> hey, Al, I think I'm going to be late this month. Can you, are you okay? I'm going to just try to, hey, I'll have a positive at 3 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you will, bitch, because <laughs> you already know what this you is. You know what this is. You know what you signed. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, man, we back. We back, man. Back in the place. Yeah, this is an informative, you know, episode, man. I hope people appreciate this. Yeah. Okay, how to get jerked? You know, we didn't hit you with three joints. You know, we got many more, and so we gonna hit you with number four way to get jerked. And this is one we kind of alluded to in the last one, but the number four way to get jerked is no representation. Yes. This is some shit that, no matter how smart you are. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get caught up in thinking you don't need somebody to 
look at the paperwork for you. Yeah, because you don't know everything. You don't know everything. Entertainment law is a different world. Yeah. Completely. And, and it's like you think, as I mentioned before, that, oh, just because I don't see anything bad in it, that means I can't be harmed from it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is not what's in it. It's what's not in it. Exactly. And when you have something that's not in it, then that leaves a legal loophole for somebody to stroke the fuck out of you, man. Yeah. And and let's be honest, like I'm a regular guy. I might know real estate. I may know, you know, music, but I don't understand real estate law. Right. That's a different thing. Whole different thing. The law, period. Period. Different world. Different world. And this is why sometimes you have to sacrifice up front for that big deal. Mm-hmm. If you want a deal or you want to negotiate with something for any, this could be the biggest of the smallest things. Always make sure that you have a third party mm-hmm. to look at anything significant, especially if like, if you can't afford to lose that money or, or whatever it is, you know, or that album mm-hmm. or that project or whatever, then you need to have someone look at that paperwork, a third party. Yeah, I completely agree. You know. I don't really got nothing to say about that. <laughs> I mean, you know. it's it's interesting how people just think that they know. Yeah. Like, I, I've never been in a position where I thought that I knew. It was just certain things that I was, like I said, I was, I was, I was looking at them thinking that they had my best interest in, at mind as well. As we talked, it's like, okay, y'all get what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Okay. You know, I did have a couple people look at it, but I didn't go to an entertainment lawyer. Right. You know, I had a lawyer look at it, but they weren't an entertainment lawyer. So it's very different. Yeah. You know, you get somebody that specializes in that. And if not, jerk city. <laughs> jerk chicken. <laughs> Jamaican jerk. Yeah, Jamaican jerk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh. But it's true, man. So, like, my that was probably the biggest thing that I kind of took away from that. I mean, there's a lot, this is a lot of lessons that I've, I've learned from that situation and you from yours. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, going into something like that, I would never do anything like that on that level again. Right. Unless I knew, you know, like someone else who could protect me. Right. Was going to look at that. Right. And uh, when you're in that moment, though, you don't want to do it. Because you're thinking, eh. yeah, it's just, you know, it's all right. Worst case scenario, I'll figure it out. Right. They wouldn't do that to yeah. me. If you would have took that to a lawyer, they would have <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, this is bad. This is horrible. Do not sign this. <laughs> I'm glad you came to me, Jawar. Right. Oh, you're about to get stroked. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because I remember giving a contract to my lawyers and they were just like, whoo. <laughs> It's bad when they don't even say words. Yeah, they were just like, oh, look at this. Just give you facial expressions. They, said, they, passed, they passed across the table just like, oh, we haven't seen one of these. When's the last time you saw one of these? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were like, I haven't seen one of these. Well, how old is this contract? Ooh, this is 75, 74? Yeah, I think I was just getting out of college when these were still being used. Wow. This is like. <laughs> wow. Man, you guys sure picked an old contract. <laughs> wow. This is not bad, Mr. Shepard. I mean, can we get you out? Yes. It's going to cost you some time <laughs> and some money. Yeah. And we're going to have to set up some things to kind of get her to do some things wrong. Mm-hmm. But we can get it. To, we can get it back for you. But yeah, I did not have representation. And uh, that shit came back to get me, man. Yeah. Okay. So that's number four. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number five. This is one that, you know, should be common sense to everyone and not even in relation to just signing like a record deal or a real estate property. Number five 
way to get jerked is that you don't research the people you're doing business with. Always important. Uh, so much depends on your reputation now. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's good, bad, you look at how businesses are done uh, on the web, customer services right there in front of people. Mm -hmm. They got Twitter accounts to handle what people are saying about businesses. It's more open than ever from Better Business Bureau, mm -hmm. things you can look on online with your city, with your state. You can Google people that you couldn't before, but you know, we came up in a time where it was a little harder. Right, it, had to make phone calls. Yeah, you had to know someone who knew that person. Right, to get to get the, one, the 411. Yeah, to get to 411. And you know, sometimes what I've noticed in the music industry, um, as opposed to other industries is that sometimes people don't want to go public about getting jerked by somebody because they are embarrassed right. about getting jerked. Right. But they will tell you personally. Yeah. Yeah. They'll take you to the side. Right. Yo. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> Do not, dog. Let me tell you about what happened to me. Got me. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it, dog. Yeah. But yeah, and it's a trip. But you know what happens when you don't share that information is that the next person mm -hmm. does not get to protect themselves from the same scam or person and so the cycle continues yeah that's the fucked up part about not sharing due to embarrassment it's like yeah you're embarrassed i get that but can you deal with the fact that multiple people now are going to now fall for the exact same shit that you did who you could have helped out yeah and that is the importance of not only looking for shit, but sharing when someone does you wrong, being open and honest about it. I mean, you know, we've all had bad deals from like that thing to, you know, I didn't really research this lady too much. Mm -hmm. It wasn't nothing I could find out. She's like 65 years old. So it wasn't right. like, it wasn't gonna be that much on her. Right. But when it was all said and done, things that I did at the end that I should have done um, was that I should have looked her up to see what her financial standing was. Because like when it comes to real estate, we talked about this in the real estate episode. A lot of people can front like something they're not. Right. Everyone is a real estate mogul when you talk to them on the phone. And then when you when you look them up on the state site, look them on an order site, mm -hmm. you be seeing some different things. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. You got to reconcile that with what they're telling you. Like, okay, this person got five mortgages and they late all the time. They not, they not. They must not have it like they say. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they got nah. They ain't got it as good as they think they do. Okay, they, so you can look up and see what people are, are dealing with, what's on their plate. And and I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. It came to get me, you know. And you know we had similar issues with waitlist. We did one distribution deal for like the uh, the Columbus or Bust record, mm -hmm. and that was one we did with like Raptivism Records back then. And that mm -hmm. record deal was awful. Yeah, they didn't do a single goddamn thing they said they were gonna do. And you know when it was all said and done, years later. You meet people like, yeah, they jerked me too. Yeah. But at that time, no one was saying anything right. about, you know, the people we were dealing with and everyone was saying, oh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But no one was getting anything out of that situation. And, uh, you know, when you fail to do the research on the people that you're dealing with, you're setting yourself up to be screwed. Yeah. So, you know, to not get jerked, always 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 do research on those people it's so much easier nowadays oh it really is like you said you can google facebook google somebody you know see what they talking about on their twitter account yeah. you know it's like all kind of stuff you can see you right can, you can find out information yeah back then it was a little it was way harder 10 years ago super hard like if you look at 2005 2000 prior to that mm -hmm. you know i'd say i mean 
music moved to the web real heavy around 2005 2008 maybe mm. prior to that man it was hard yeah it was just word of mouth yeah you had to trust that i mean and the thing is since we were kind of in the loop a little more than if there was a promoter that we weren't supposed to fuck with somebody would let us know yes exactly you know we knew that we knew those kind of things yes. like we knew people as far as shows and booking and things like that who not to mess with but we was all starting our own record labels so yep. we didn't know who to get a distribution deal and who not to except fat beats fat beats was the only one that was really doing it yeah. with anybody you know for anybody on a bigger level so it's certain things that just weren't available to us back then it's true so you know to all the the, the younger negotiators out there who mm-hmm. if you're doing business take advantage of the tools you have now yes take advantage of your social your social network take advantage of like being able to look up people in their city, in their state, to look up their business, to to actually reach out to people who have done business with via email, which you couldn't do before via social media and say, hey, I'm uh, I'm in negotiations with this person about X, Y, Z. And, uh, you know, they seem to be great, but I just wanted to take a couple seconds and reach out to some people that they've done business with and see if you would recommend them still to this day after doing business with them. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Some people might not answer. Some people say, well, you know, they might give you the good and the bad. Right. Like it was all right. But this was, you know, this didn't happen like I thought it would. But overall, you know, right. One of those situations. Yeah. So like take your time and do diligence mm-hmm. on people so you don't get jerked because it's very easy to get jerked. Very much. And so that's number six. Okay, number seven. This is like the hood mistake. You know what I mean? But we all made this one. Number six. Uh, I'm sorry. Number seven way to get jerked is to have no paperwork. Mm. Like worse than bad paperwork is no paperwork at all. My handshake is as good as <laughs> right. No, now there's certain people. I will say this. There are a certain level of people. Well, yeah. Who you can do a handshake deal with, mm-hmm. but very very few people qualify for that yeah like i can do a handshake deal with slug right first i've known him 20 years i could do one with <laughs> right, you right i've right. known you 20 years yeah, it's very different it's very different yeah i can't do a handshake deal with almost anyone else right you know everyone else like yeah i got you print here's the terms here's the day do the do shouldn't come out blah, blah, blah. here's your money cool mm. you do what you're supposed to do this happens cool but that's 20 years right that's i know you i know your family i know your address <laughs> right, right. i know where your children go to school yeah i know everything about you i know your brother i right. know your sister you know it's like it's so different i met your moms it's like <laughs> i can call your moms if things go badly right right but you can't assume that that's the reality with everyone and if that's not the reality put it on paper or if you don't know if you don't know if you don't know it's don't always know. better and even when and even when you do have that relationship with people it's still better to put it on paper it's yeah. i would never take offense to you asking me to sign something if we were doing business just because right. we do business yeah it doesn't make it doesn't it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for us not to do things on you know yeah it, it wouldn't make sense you know what i'm saying so i would understand it i wouldn't get upset i wouldn't get offended you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's business yeah and you know what the crazy thing too is that doing the paperwork protects both sides exactly everybody's protected everyone's protected because if you don't do paperwork then you could be flipping out over something that someone told you Mm -hmm. and someone maybe emailed you about but you forgot right 
It could be the smallest little thing. You could say, oh, man, you said you was going to do X, Y, Z, but you didn't, man. You're trying to jerk me. Now y'all got to argue and say, hey, man, look, man, I didn't try to jerk you. Let me, I'm forwarding you this email right now where we agreed on that mm-hmm. and everything is cool. You say, oh, man, my bad. Mm-hmm. You right. I did agree to that. Mm-hmm. Man. My bad. We should have did a contract because mm-hmm. I forgot that, yeah, you did email me or you just sold me your texts. And, and this can happen to the best of us. It doesn't make you a bad person because you forget the terms mm-hmm. of a deal, but you shouldn't have to remember all the specific terms of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, write it down. It, yeah, write it down. Get some paperwork and don't do like shade tree business. Like, yeah, yeah. only if you're dealing with people you've known your whole fucking life. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 years. And even 10 years, you can get jerked. We got jerked by somebody we knew for 10, 15 years. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> so, sure did. It can happen. Very much. You know, but what, the best thing you can do is have paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's number seven. And we'll take a break. Yeah. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, Here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way You can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word weightless.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So, there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. All right. Back in the place. Those guys. Yeah. Super duty, tough work. 
podcasting as per usual mm-hmm. visually in stereo wherever you at play this for your mama now auntie Nim. auntie Nim. yeah your cousins and them play it for your friends how your mama during so this is uh <laughs> how your mama during she doing uh-huh. all right <laughs> so yeah how to get jerked man you know take responsibility for you know the business you do and uh we have three joints left strong joints strong joints you know what i'm saying um oh shit i skipped one on last we'll come back to that i'm seeing now but number eight. Oh yeah way to get jerked number eight is no money to take legal action yeah so it don't matter if you getting jerked and you find out you getting jerked you can't do nothing about it can't do a goddamn thing because if you ain't had that money (laughs) you would have just been like fuck right (laughs) you just be like bitch i'm gonna fuck you up yeah yeah like that's what that was the moral of the story (laughs) of that whole thing right by the end of that because what i realized early on in that process was like she was acting so brolic because she believed i didn't have the money right to do anything to do anything Mm -hmm. and what i think that her confidence came from was the reality that most people don't Mm -hmm. a lot of people when you when you start looking at the court of law most people don't pursue action in certain instances because they don't have the resources to go the length Mm -hmm. and you know going through any type of legislation it's a long ordeal right people don't want to go through that man they don't want to say okay well i'm gonna fucking be in this thing for two years twenty thousand dollars fifteen thousand a hundred thousand dollars people are not that committed financially but what people who do foul shit know Mm -hmm. is that all they gotta do is jerk somebody and that motherfucker ain't gonna be able to to retaliate what you gonna do do? Mm -hmm. it's like they try to punk you financially and when i saw that i was like oh she think I can't take it there. <laughs> I'm about to show her. I'm about to show her. Yep. So I didn't want to spend the money, mm-hmm. but I had to take it there because I knew that if I didn't, I'd be in hell for the next 20, 30 years of that contract, yep. which I could not stand, you know, but understand that if you don't have the money to mount, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A, a, an offense or, or legal response to people jerking you, you're setting yourself up to get jerked from the beginning. Oh yeah. Like you got a contract that you can't even afford a lawyer to look over. Mm -hmm. You're like, you can't even pay a $500 retainer. If that's the case, you should not sign the contract. (laughs) Right. Right. Because ultimately people are going to do things either willingly or unwillingly, either intentionally or unintentionally Mm -hmm. to break that contract. Oh yeah. And when they do, what are you going to do? What can you do? You can't do shit, man. Because it costs real money. To it fight. costs real money, man. I learned that there's two different two different systems out here, man. Mm-hmm. You got a court system for broke people. Mm-hmm. You got one for people with money. Mm-hmm. And I learned that during that experience. I was like, oh, when you got money, everything different. Mm-hmm. The lawyer different. They pay attention. Yeah. yeah. They start responding to shit different. <laughs> they get and they notice it's like clockwork. Right oh they scared to go to court now mm-hmm. oh they pleading and begging <laughs> oh they want to settle yeah they want to settle just a month ago they was like i ain't paying you shit <laughs> like oh word word okay we'll see we'll see 
they got that notice. He said, oh, such and such and such and such law firm. They're like, oh, <laughs> can we please not go to court? Can we please settle? See, but if you don't have the money to to take, you know, action or respond to that, what the fuck can you do, man? Yeah. And these artists are in the exact same position. They don't want to go to war with the labels. Right. They, they can't. They cannot go to war with them. They can't because the, the thing is, they owe the labels so much fucking money. <sighs> You know, they can't. They can't really afford to do it. It's bad, man. Oh, so that's, bad. That's the reality right there. They're compromised to where they can't go to war. Yeah. Until they've turned in their seven, eight albums. Right. Then they're going to, hey, can we talk about Masters? And even after that, you're probably still in the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Unless you, unless you Jay or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. sure he got out of many a contract. He probably got a lawyer because he got lawyers who got lawyers. Right. You know? Like, Jay probably went in, like masters please or portion of them or something yeah but you know they had the the advantage too where rockefeller came in independently Mm -hmm. and they had more leverage Mm -hmm. because they was already doing it right they didn't need them necessarily right so when you do a deal like that when you're doing it independently and you partner with a a major label typically they won't own your masters into perpetuity right you know but a lot of artists when you just come to them as a talented motherfucker who can blow up they're not going to give you that. They're going to have their hands in everything. You know, and so uh, that is a big one. Number eight, not having money to take legal action. Yeah. Uh, number nine way to get jerked is when you don't have clear breach terms. Like when I talk about breach, we're talking about breaching a contract. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what kind of contract you have, it should say specifically yeah. how that contract is breached by either party. So if I agree to give you a record and you don't give me certain records and certain dates, then you've breached the deal and I don't have to do whatever my thing is, which is give you an advance or pay you or whatever right. the fuck it may be, right, right. release a budget. But if you don't have that spelled out, then you're setting yourself up to be in limbo for a long time mm-hmm. and to have this shit up to interpretation, right. which can happen in anything. This is what I was talking about with my, my real estate deal with that place. The contract had a lot of stuff in it, but it didn't have how you breach this motherfucker, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't as specific as it needed to be so that she could be anywhere from one day late to 60 days late. I couldn't hit her for no extra fees. Mm. It was all the same because I didn't spell it out. Wow. Right? Like, that's the thing. Like, okay, she's breached. Well, how long does she have after she's breached to cure the breach? Mm. This is shit that seems simple when you say it. I just didn't know at that point. This goes for any contract. I don't care what you do. You should have the terms, whether you're getting a, a contractor come in and remodel your basement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or you're buying a new car, you know, that deals with your warranty. That's that has terms that can be breached. You're buying a home. You're whatever you're buying. If it's a significant amount of money, there should be terms in that purchase agreement or your contract or your receipt that tell you how that's breached. And if you don't have those specifics, if you buy that off someone on Craigslist right, and you don't have that, you just meet a motherfucker in a parking lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you buy it off some dude who popped the trunk right. in the hood. Then you don't have no warranty on that. Nah. You don't have no contract. That's all take home. <laughs> yeah. You it's know. like, as is, bruh, yeah. you got to deal with it. And uh, that's number nine. That was number yeah, that was number nine. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. but Oh, yeah, shit. That actually was technically number eight, but we'll come back to the other one. So, number 10, which will actually be number nine. Um, The length is too long. Yeah, length of the contract. 
Some people sign deals and ten albums, <sighs> twenty albums. <laughs> I have heard of some ten album deals, never twenty, but yeah, you know, like ten, eight, ten album deals. Yes, crazy, like, crazy. And then by album five, you. <laughs> You in the whole space. Don't let your shit not be selling. Oh yeah, yeah. By five, they're gonna be treating you like like they don't even know. Like you. by three. Yeah. Like who's who are you again? Shelfing. When do we sign you? Right. Oh, let me look. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right off of her. I'm right. sorry. No wonder we treat you like shit. You got seven albums left on your deal. Yeah. You can't go nowhere. I'm sorry. We can't give you the rest of your money. Yeah. You can't get that. Why? Why? Your, your deal is too long. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the thing that I think we did that was smart back in the days is that we would do one album deals yeah one out one offs one album deals and you do a one album deal with somebody that you're comfortable with though Mm -hmm. because if you're comfortable with them then you're going to want to do more business with them Mm -hmm. and if they enjoy doing business with you and it's profitable they'll want to do more business with you this is a way that you kind of incentivize both parties to do their job Mm -hmm. the longer the term is then each party is less incentivized to do what they should be doing. Exactly. It's like you meet a girl, you go on one date and then you agree that you're going to be seeing her for the next 10 years mm-hmm. off of one date. Like, yo, nah, you just need to commit to the next date, sir. <laughs> right. I'll see you next week. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll do this again next Saturday. Right. We'll do a movie this time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. But if you commit to the next 10 years, that person is likely going to get lazy they're going to take things for granted or they might not like the deal after, you know what I mean? A couple of weeks. Like, yeah. They find a way out of the deal. Yeah. I don't like this for myself. <laughs> right. I want out of this shit. Hell yeah. But the term of a deal is just as important is one of the most important terms of any deal. And a lot of times you can get jerked simply by not looking at the terms. I mean, they have terms with deals now that are about like your options. Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing that you have in sports, so you look at the sports analogy, you have what they call player options, right? Yeah. I got a two-year deal with a one-year player option, right? Mm-hmm. The player option means that it's up to the player. Right, if they want to finish the contract or not. Right, you know what I'm saying? So like Kyrie Irving's on his last player option, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, of, of his deal, one year. And then at the end of that deal, he can decide if he wants to go back to Boston or not. What you have in the record industry is the opposite. Right. You don't have artist options. Oh no! Every deal in the record industry is label options. Yeah, it's it's all catered to the label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, if you they give you it, yeah. So if they give you an option, that's it's like you could be ready to go after seven albums. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we're gonna exercise our option. Let's just get another one. Yeah, because they got the option of first price <laughs> refusal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the label is so different than like most other from sports to other areas where it'd be like, oh well they get the, the the creator gets to exercise right whether you whether i stay here for another year or whether i i for one more album but in the record industry it's tricky because the labels get to decide in many instances and that can make someone who doesn't understand that language sign up for something very foul very foul. that can jerk them you know so that's uh that's number We'll call that nine right. <laughs> and then the order is going to be off on this so y'all forgive us at home because we skipped number five i think number six okay so number six which is number 10 mm. technically and this is the last one way to get jerked is that you don't research what you're buying yeah this is the number way and way to have buyer's remorse this is i mean this is hard this is with anything yeah anything like yeah i want to buy this but i'm not gonna really research it yeah it sounds good it looks good. I've heard good things about it, but I'm going to just stop right there. Yeah. I've been looking to upgrade my computer for 
like a year. Yeah. I've been researching that whole time about what I'm going to get, what kind of specs I want, yeah. what I need to run certain programs, yeah. like all of that shit. Yeah. And I haven't pulled the trigger yet because I'm still working on my research. <laughs> like I got I got something in the bag, but I'm still working on my research. Make sure I don't jerk myself yeah. and get the wrong shit. Yeah, because once you do you're stuck yeah. you're like oh this ain't doing but see the thing with that you won't even know till you put everything on exactly. it exactly i have to all the work i have to do to get it to the point yeah. where i really understand if it's doing what i needed to do yeah if i didn't do the research yeah that's not cool like i think about that in terms of like you know for though you know i'm about to get the basement mm-hmm. uh redone that room so we're gonna start recording down there and uh the reason i can't get jerked on that mm-hmm. is because like my experience at, yeah houses right mm-hmm. i got a book in my living room it's like a it's from bigger pockets this podcast is called uh house remodeling costs or mm-hmm. whatever it's just like a 300 page book with like how much every job should cost mm-hmm. and like this is how much labor should run in like a major city to a smaller city this is how many hours that job should take uh this is how much the material should take on average so you have this book that gives you a baseline mm-hmm. of what things could cost obviously it could vary of course depending on who you're hiring right the materials all that shit. yeah and, and obviously like if you want like a guarantee on the work mm-hmm. sometimes that can cost you more um and maybe you add things to it that cost you more but having something like that allows me to do the research on what i am buying ahead of time and not get jerked Mm -hmm. i like to believe that that same mechanism should be available to people in any industry that as long as you're willing to do your diligence in terms of your cost you know what this average job costs you know to do in labor parts whatever however it is then you should be able to understand what type of deal you should be able to get, mm-hmm. right? Like if you know that, you know, when we were coming up, the, the average record deal was a 50-50 record deal from the first record you're getting paid, yeah. then why would you do a 360 in 2005? <laughs> exactly. Right? Whereas exactly. now, younger artists are being pressured into doing 360 deals. Mm-hmm. Those are like the standard deals now. That's horrible. Yeah, the labels are owning everything. They got their hands in everything, even things that they don't promote and market. Mm-hmm crazy right yeah. but just how much a difference 10 years can make in between the cost of something mm-hmm. uh then and the cost of something now straight up and that can come back to get you later so uh you know that's number 10 yeah that's it okay so how to get jerked man if you if you at home i hope that you uh you know you, you learn something from this and that you you know we've made our mistakes and we're gonna pass these down to you so i'm gonna read them back real quick uh how to get jerked number one be desperate number two assume the other party has your interest in mind number three make the terms clear or don't read the fine print number four no representation number five don't research the people you're dealing with number six don't research what you're buying Mm -hmm. number seven no paperwork number eight no money for legal action number nine no clear breach of terms number 10 the length is too long and those are the 10 ways that you can ensure that you get jerked guys yes sir we hope that you will internalize these and think wait a minute i'm getting myself jerked right now (laughs) is he jerking me yeah I think I just set myself up and I hope that you don't do it because it's so easy to do and it's so hard to get out of Mm -hmm. once you do it. And uh, that's it for this week. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. Peace.
Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty, tough work. <laughs>